have the uh, Feast of Tabernacles teaching going on with our general manager, Ray Haynes, and making our way through the depth of it. We are on the eighth day, the great day. Which is the last day. The last day. Of I the mean, Feast the of last day. And if it's the last day of an end times event, it's, what's the end? It's the, yeah. But of course, our end, there is no end to the list, end to the ending, right? That's not eternal. It's a lot of ends. Because that's what eight means basically in in Hebrew it's it's the it's the unending so now we're going to bring the ends together and cross them like an eight it's like that little symbol right <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. infinity, infinity right? Right? yeah and that's why it looks like an eight is because that's the meaning of the very symbol in the word is infinity hmm. now of course we want to send out congratulations to Cindy from Gainesville who won the Yellowstone package yes they will not be going to Yellowstone for infinity but <laughs> certainly will be some would like to her and her husband will be having a grand old time and we're excited for them so congratulations Congrats. to them all right so let's talk about this infinity time right before we ever get there there's a whole lot that has to happen and this I hope you pay attention as you listen this morning or read the notes or go back on the podcast because one of the cool things is you're going to notice when you read the revelation now and try to make sense of that you're going to start to see all these little pieces and themes and it's like going oh mm. i understand so what's the point of all these feasts the end times tribulation and final judgment that's the fall feast right so let's just let's just take it where we need to go. Let's go right to Revelation chapter seven. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. Now we talked about that earlier when mm-hmm. branches were. They cried out in a loud voice, "Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb." And of course, all the prayers that happened during this particular time, they're all crying out, "Yeshua, Yeshua, or salvation, Jesus." These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. A lot of the little themes you never know until you realize that he taught us all this long before we get to Revelation. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Hmm. But then everything changes in terms of the uh, Feast of Tabernacles. It's celebration for the Feast of Tabernacles. Those who take the mark of the beast will be destroyed. But there will be sinners who are on the earth who did not take the mark, but that do not have their names written in the book of life and so are not transformed to reign with Jesus in the millennium. They are not glorified, but they don't shine, so to speak. They are alive, so to speak, but not just alive. So there will be people in that season in the millennium apart from these martyrs. But here's what it says. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of Jehovah shine, rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the people. But Jehovah rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. So you see, in this end time season, whoever is alive, those who know Christ will stand out because of the light of his glory. One day when the trumpet sounds, the darkness will descend, and it will be our time to shine. Why the yearly trumpet blast in Rosh Hashanah? So we'll continue to ask ourselves, are we filled with oil? 
Because otherwise, you're not going to shine, right? You won't be on fire. <laughs> Matthew 25 warns us, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps, went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise, five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps, took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him which is to say repent. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps and are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. While they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Those are some tough verses right there. Mm -hmm. See, oil causes the lamps to light up. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit illuminating the Word of God. Count the cost. Almost everything in the kingdom is free. Jesus says, Come to me and I will give you. But in the realm of oil... His counsel, delivered by the other virgins, was to buy for yourselves. But where were they supposed to go? All right, let's go backwards in Revelation a couple chapters. Chapter 3, to Laodicea, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I'm rich, I've acquired wealth, and do not need a thing? But you don't realize that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. See, in Revelation, in the letters of the churches, Jesus said, buy from me what they lacked. The ten wise virgins needed to buy oil from him, not people. <laughs> from him. They should have counted the costs. They didn't. They were cast into outer darkness. That's a good warning if you get enamored with the world or with uh, entertainment or whatever. You can't buy the oil you need from those people. <laughs> Between the Feast of First Fruits and Pentecost, they are commanded to count the days. Count the days. 50 days to Pentecost. Jesus stayed on the earth for 40 days before he ascended and then said, wait for Pentecost to receive, which came 10 days later. That's a shadow. Counting. That's the focus. You don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to be saved, but he wants you to be filled. He wants you to be full of him so you can shine your light, which requires oil. Mm. He said darkness is going to come on the face of the earth, so he knows you will use up your oil. You get it? So he buys, he says, buy from me, come to me, get full, be filled. <laughs> they didn't count the costs. So you have to buy from Jesus, not from man. There will be many full pews the day after the rapture because they spent their time only trying to buy from man instead of from Jesus. This is all about spending time in his presence to be filled with him. So like Moses, we glow when we return into the world. So you're not giving Jesus money. <laughs> he doesn't need your money. Jehovah expects light from his people. The light of God in our lives comes from the Holy Spirit, which causes ministry to happen in the lives of believers. Burning oil produces light. If we're spiritual virgins, because we're betrothed to Jesus, we ought to bear his light in this dark world. Still, he's told us that some virgins will not have the wisdom to do it. So, boy, that is a warning to us. A warning not to quench the Spirit, but to be filled with him and to be the light of the world. Now, here's a reminder of how easily pride can get in the way. I know your deeds. Again, we're in Revelation. I know your deeds that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. 
You say I'm rich. I've acquired wealth. Do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are dot, dot, dot. God is truly the only one that actually knows the truth. He says, I know you say, but you don't realize. I know you say. I know you say. We don't realize anything. That's a good place to start. The church and the world need a significant wake-up call. Listen to Deuteronomy 31 as God describes what he'll do as a last resort when you keep refusing him. And Jehovah said to Moses, Behold, you will rest with your fathers, and this people will rise and play the harlot with the gods of the foreigners of the land, where they go to be among them, and they will forsake me and break my covenant which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be aroused against them in that day, and I will forsake them. I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured. And many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Have not these evils come upon us, because our God is not among us. Mm. So Sukkot is all of the feasts wrapped into one to show us a picture of eternity so that we don't miss it. Most of those who are delivered from Egypt did not enter the promised land. I don't know if there could be a better warning not to be stupid or get stuck on stupid, you know. <laughs> but, yes, here we are. We're stupid. So uh, I think that's one of the reasons he having me study these things so I can hopefully not be stupid forever and so that we as a people will not be stupid forever but transformed yeah coming up we're going to dig I mean directly the next two breaks we're going to dig into that eternity time to ask that question and really search those scriptures because it's a valid question where do we go as Christians when we die a lot of people I'm going to heaven I'm going to be God's presence. And others mm. say, well, well, there's time in the grave going to be raised. And so which is it? Can we know? The answer is a, a loud equivocal yes. And the Feast of Fest, uh, Tabernacle Sukkot tells us the answer clearly.